The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Is it time for you to live healthier? If you are looking to eat better, exercise more effectively, and incorporate fitness and health into your daily activities and hobbies, this is the show for you. Welcome to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. Dietrich has two decades of sports and fitness coaching experience, and he's here to tell you how it can be easy with less injury, time, money, and travel necessary. Now, here is your host, Dietrich Wright. Greetings. You are listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Station. Um, today, the topic of today's uh, episode is called Under Pressure. And before I get into the details of the topic, I want to just kind of share. I can realize, and a lot of times we use words in our daily lives sometimes that kind of have become very desensitized to how people may be impacted, how we say things. Like, I realize as an African-American male, the accountability and awareness of me being mindful of using a certain word out, even if it's amongst other African-Americans or not, I refrain from using that word. So simply put, I removed it from my vocabulary. I don't accept it. We have this tendency sometimes when we may jokingly be thinking it's not it's, it's funny, but it's really not using the words, are you mental today? Why are you acting bipolar? You just must be out of your mind. So when we look back and really think about that, we are being very insensitive in understanding the impact of making such a statement can have on someone who is actually inflicted with a mental illness. We have an accountability and responsibility to be mindful of what we say and how we carry ourselves because we have no clue what someone else's story is. According to the National Alliance of Mental Illness, NAMI, nearly one out of every five American adults suffers from a variety of a mental illness. So... We're going to break down four descriptive mental illness we're just talking about. These are all clinical uh, definitions, by the way, too. We're going to start off with anxiety. Anxiety is an emotion characterized by a feeling of tension, worry, thoughts, and physical changes like high blood pressure. When I first started my very first episode back July 8th, I was anxious I was anxious because I was nervous because I wanted to really do well for my very first time partaking in a broadcasting of a talk show relating to health, exercise, and fitness. But that's not what we're talking about here. That's That's a feeling we have. We're talking about anxiety. It's an emotion. Depression. Depression is a mood disorder that causes a persistent feeling of sadness and loss of interest, also called major depressive disorder 
or clinical depression. I just used this word a little while ago, how sometimes we, you know, unsensitively use this word bipolar disorder when we may be describing or talking about someone or having a conversation with someone. But the clinical de- definition of bipolar disorder is it was once formally called manic depression, which is a mental health condition that causes extreme mood swings that include emotional highs, mania, or hypomania, and lows, depression. Schizophrenia is an illness characterized by a group of so-called positive symptoms that may include hallucinations, hearing voices, seeing visions, delusions, fixed false beliefs, and or thought disorders, speech that may make little sense whatsoever. Now, my clients know that I have this podcast or broadcasting of a live internet talk show. And so one of my clients, the couple, the Bird family, I'm using the Bird family because I'm not giving out the names, but the Bird family, this is an article that I'm using off of USA Today titled, Athletes Face Demons, Size, Strength, Speed, No Match for the Power of Illness that Affect the Mind. And in this article... It covers and talks about six professional athletes, Michael Phelps, Brandon Marshall, Jerry West, Royce White, Allison Schmidt, and Imani Boyette. Like I said, they're all professional athletes that compete or have competed at the highest level of their sport. According to the American Psychological Association, a study showed that there are sex differences and mental illness. Males are more likely to develop substance abuse and become antisocial with their problems. Females are more likely to develop anxiety and or depression. Now, like I mentioned with the article, we have four men and two females describing their lives and the impact their mental illness had in their careers. And that means for which they have learned how to combat their mental illness. So, no differently than you and I, like I just stated to you, one out of every five American adults suffer from a mental illness. Some would even say perhaps that number is probably even greater than that. But professional athletes are no different than you and I. I think a lot of times we often look at them because of the proudness of their athletic gifts that they got. We may look at them as if they're Olympic gods, but they're walked amongst the earth with us, not for us or against us, with us. And according to a research study by Lynette Hughes and Gerard Vevey from the Northern Ireland Association for Mental Health, athletes, in fact, may be at a higher risk for mental illness. This could be due to factors such as injuries, competition failures, and the association of psychological distresses caused by overtraining. If you aren't aware of that, if you actually overtrain, you can actually push yourself into an emotional state of depression. When we look at athletes, they are continuously under pressure in their performance in their sport and in the eyes of the public. 
they don't have the convenience as some of us may have to where they can say, I can take a mental day off when they are paid sometimes millions and millions of dollars to be out there and perform. And as spectators and fans, we lose sometimes that sight of empathy and understanding that's an individual, that's a human, not just the star, which I said they want to pay my money to watch them perform. According to the APA, regarding the difference in mental illness and, and everything, when we look at depression, we're going to start off talking about Michael Phelps. The Michael Phelps, the most decorated Olympian of all time. Uh, with a combined total of 28 individual and team medals. Now, some of you may say, what and why would Michael Phelps, what would he have to be depressed about? He has a very good life. Again, these are things of which we see with our naked eye, but we can't see underneath what's actually under the surface of Michael Phelps within him internally to know what and how he is impacted by his emotions, or in this case, the fact that he has a mental illness. He suffered depression. If you recall back three years ago, Phelps locked himself in the bedroom for four days following his second arrest for his DUI. Michael Phelps started having a substance issue with alcohol and was arrested two occasions, like I just stated. According to him, a quote, we are not gods. It's good for athletes to be open about who they are and for people to see we're far from perfect. After his second arrest, Michael Phelps became very despondent and adrift with his thoughts of suicide. He states, once I started talking about my struggles outside of the pool, that's the point with when he found himself becoming more and healthier. So here's a Olympic athlete that has won more medals than any other person has in the Olympic Games. And if you perhaps even looked at his body, you would probably think, man, you are built like an Olympic god. Yet, even all that success he had, he still was no match to the level of mental illness he had and suffered which with mental, excuse me, depression. So when we look and think that athletes are different than you and I, they are not. They are just one of the same. Now, think about this next athlete. Jerry West, the NBA all-time great, also known as Mr. Clutch, the same man who is the, to this day, the logo to the NBA, has suffered for decades with dark bouts of depression, low self-esteem. West sees his suffering less as an illness and more as a product of being tormented as a child as he was abused by his father growing up. 
here is one of the NBA's all-time greats that had a rough upbringing in his childhood that depression and low self-esteem battle him he's embattled with I should say to this very day still it's a struggle for him some people hide their pain I'm not proud of the fact that I don't feel good about myself a lot of the time but it's nothing I am ashamed of and to his point what Jerry West is saying is true anyone who suffers from a mental illness should not be ashamed of it and as we interact with individuals with mental illness, whether they are an athlete or not, we should not make them feel ashamed for what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Basketball was his safe haven. It's what gave him his confidence. When we get back, we're going to have a second break right now. We're going to get back. We're going to continue discussing these different mental illnesses and different athletes that are impacted with their illness. You're listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Step by step, you made it through the journey of pregnancy. Now your baby is in your arms and you're on the cusp of a new journey, breastfeeding. As a new parent, you receive a lot of advice, much of it conflicting, some of it outdated. Tune into Born to be Breastfed with host Marie Biancuso to bust through the myths about feeding your baby. Marie and her guests will help you figure out what you can expect and put you on the best and surest path on your breastfeeding journey. Listen every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. you're busy, stressed, and can't ever seem to find the time to add in those new healthy habits, you need to check out Lisa Lutan's busy, stressed, and food-obsessed show. This program will help you discover easy ways to improve your health and happiness. Plus, you will pick up all sorts of tips on better eating, fitness, relationships, how to manage stress, and a lot more. You'll feel yourself becoming healthier just by tuning in. Listen live every Thursday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. 
And thank you for listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Before the segment break, we were discussing talking about athletes that have been impacted with their lives with the struggles of dealing with depression. We were talking about Michael Phelps, and right before the break, I was talking to you about Mr. Clutch, Jerry West, the NBA's logo, the man of the NBA. Um, when you look at it, going back to that, Jerry West felt as if he was a misfit with no confidence. Here it is, one of the greatest players of all time felt that he was a misfit and had no confidence. Yet, his nickname is Mr. Clutch. So think about the struggles that must be internally for him to have this feeling of low self-esteem and dark bouts of depression that Mr. Clutch, even in that point of time, in his point of when he's really dealing with his struggles feels like a misfit and out of place with the Lakers West went to the NBA finals eight times losing eight times I should say before finally winning it with his ninth appearance so I can only imagine here you are as a, a, a professional athlete you get to the big game the championship eight straight times and you lose, you lose, you lose. And here you are, you have this internal struggle underneath with low self-esteem and dark bouts of depression. How he would have to overcome such a, a sensation of how you deal with failures at that level as far as like not being successful winning the championship. I mean, I know it's difficult for myself when I do anything that, and the end result of it is not what I hoped for it to be, like win a football game, or how I handle losing coaching players that just lost a game. And that's not even at the greatest, highest level. That's not on the grand scale of public eye for all to see. So this is Mr. Clutch, a.k.a. Mr. Clutch, who went to eight straight NBA finals and lost eight straight times, I should say, finally winning his ninth one. So what Jerry West has realized what he does and what he's really looking for when he's evaluating now as an NBA executive, which he has now been involved with five teams, he evaluates talent for a player through a different lens. He's looking for players with characteristics of being a survivor just as he sees himself in many ways. He's looking for a player that who is, or who has, I should say, gone through something. So you look at the teams that he's been involved with, he's built many great championships. Most recently, the Warriors and the success of the Warriors has been greatly attributed to Jerry West's evaluation of how he sees his talent and how he built that team. You know, this next athlete, uh, her name is Allison Schmidt, and this one is a pretty interesting uh, write-up. Allison Schmidt is an Olympic swimmer, swimmer, excuse me. And in 2015, at an event in Austin, she executed her turnover flip, just like she normally does thousands and thousands of times. 
But halfway through the 400 meter free, she completely just stopped. This is her quote. That last 200 meters, I was like, blank, this. I know I gave up, but I don't know why. Truth be told, Allison Schmidt gave up because she was suffering from a deep depression. Now, I spoke to you about Michael Phelps, and ironically, Michael Phelps and Allison Schmidt, they would partner train a whole lot. And in fact, at this very event in Austin, Michael Phelps was there, and so was Michael Phelps and Allison's coach. And what occurred prior to that event, it was around the time Robin Williams, the great comedian, former great comedian Robert Williams, had passed away. And Michael Phelps and Allison was out together having a, a lunch, and they were dining, and they were having a discussion how they felt in regards to Robin Williams committing suicide. And it was at that moment that, without even saying anything, that when Allison stated to Michael Phelps, you know, often I kind of think of just driving off the road during a, snow, a snowy, stormy night, and no one would know that it would seem like I committed suicide. So the pain soon became very overwhelming for her, and tears came pouring out, and the sadness and the emptiness just became, like I said, overwhelming. So Allison sought counseling. She sought therapy. And as she believes it, therapy is the best tool she's encountered. It's a safe place where you won't be judged and you can be your true self and makes training for the Olympics seem easy. To a pretty remarkable aspect of what I read more into that was she now is pursuing her master's degree to become a licensed clinical social worker and counselor. She realizes the very things of which she sees the tool of seeking therapy and working with the therapist and knowing the impact that that has on her life. She wants to now take that and help combat others who are inflicted with mental illness as well. When I hear coaches, athletes telling people snap out of it, it makes me sad. Because you could be pushing them down that dark hole even further. You know, even when you say someone is feeling anxious, let's forget even anxiety, which is the clinical uh, version of a level of emotional like I talk about. When someone's saying, I'm feeling very anxious, like she's just center stated there, we shouldn't sit and tell them, snap out of it. Now, feeling anxious, that's not a bad thing. Like I said, say that I've... With our, my first episode, I was very anxious. And so I had to learn how to combat that just simply by calming myself down, calming my nerves. But that's good. That's a different emotional state where we're talking about here. But to state to the point where misunderstanding the two, to snap out of it, there's no snapping out of it. There's depression is what it is. You can't snap out of it. You can gain treatment to help manage but there's no snapping out of it 
So I talked about it. We have to be mindful of what we are saying when we are talking to people who are dealing with mental illness. These are some do's and don'ts when you are are speaking, like I said, with someone who has a mental illness. You should be aware of. And this was written by Michelle Arbach. How to be the most supportive you can be during hard times. And we're going to start off discussing about the don'ts. Don't say this. Uh, just try to be positive. Positivity is the key. Just get off your meds. You'll just feel just fine and or even so much better. Yeah, I've heard similar problems. I just don't let them control me. You seem great. Are you cured? Now let's go back and break those down. Understand mental illness is just that. It's an illness and not a frame of mind. People do not choose to have mental illness. And if you think that someone wanted to choose that, to battle with that day in and day out, that wouldn't be very wise for anyone to want to handle. Imagine the struggles of feeling so low and depressed that you barely want to get out of bed. And compound that with the fact that if you're an athlete, you have to get out of bed and go compete in front of all to see. And you're still expected to be performing at that high level. And then what if during that competition, when you are not feeling and you're battling with that struggle that day, and you just know you can't physically give it your best, then compound that with the disappointment of that failure of you not achieving whatever that successful mark in that end is, who would want to choose that? Those meds may be life-saving for that person, so you should never say, just get off that meds. Such a statement is making that person feel ashamed. Instead, statements need to be used to encourage people to use whatever tools necessary in order to fight that sensation they are having that day, that struggle. You know, whenever you say, yeah, I have heard similar problems, if you really are saying that, you probably really never really had those similar problems because if you did, you would be mindful of how not to say certain things to someone. Because you, in fact, would know how that would feel in return. So if I'm feeling very anxious right now, and you sit and told me to snap out of it or just get over it, I very well might just turn around and tell you, blank off. So you can't just make statements like that. Words do matter. Mental illness does try to control you. It affects you every day. It affects Every relationship. Again, this is not a choice. They are doing their best to get through every day. And understand, mental illness has no cure. 
in addition, people with mental illness have in their, for which they are combating their illnesses. So we have to be mindful of what our own insecurities may be when we're talking with someone with mental illness and empathize and understand. We have to accept that they are battling and doing their very best each and every day. We're going to take another segment break. We're going to come back. You're listening to Right Choices on Health and Wellness Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. What does health look like in an ailing world? How do we tend what needs our care? Join Revolutionary Wellness Talk Radio hosts each week as we explore pathways to health for self, society, and the planet. We are home to a range of voices as there is no single roadmap for meeting the challenges of our times. Tune in Thursdays at 2 p.m. Pacific and 5 p.m. Eastern Time to expand your perspective, deepen your attention, and cultivate practices that support personal, communal, and global health on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Uh, right before the segment break, we were talking about some of the don'ts we don't want to do when we are interacting with individuals with mental illness uh, just to re- reiterate don't make statements like the following just try to be positive positivity is the key just get off your meds or you'll just feel so much better yeah i've heard similar problems i just don't let them control me you seem great are you cured we're going to dive into the things that we should, the do's, we should be mindful of when we are interacting with individuals with mental illness. Again, this was an article written by Michelle Arbach, How to Be the Most Supportive You Can Be During Hard Times. I am here for you. Let them know you care. 
that statement alone lets them know you care. Is there anything I can do for you? Many times that answer may be no. They may just tell you no. But don't be discouraged. Don't stop continuing just letting them know. Is there anything I can do for you? Because this, in fact, by our persistence in letting them know we are there for them, one day they may just ask you a simple favor of something like, can you just keep me company? Just be in the presence with me. The offer within its health, excuse me, the offer within itself is helpful. Again, like I said, it, it lets them know that you care. Powerful words like, you mean so much to me. Telling a person they mean so much to you can really brighten their day and give them a smile. Those very words can very much can change the course or choices, the decisions they may be making or choose or decide to make that very day. So often we hear people sit there and say, if I only, if I only. So what if we, and a lot of things we sit there and talk about on right choices is if we have enough clarity and awareness where we can be preventative to make a change or make an action that we have control of by saying something you mean so much to me, to someone that can make such a positive change and influence on the choices they make that day. Making a statement like, it's not your fault. Help remind them that they are not choosing to feel this way. And, excuse my language, I hope you guys don't be and they're a badass for living with it every day. I cannot imagine the struggles of having to deal with the feeling of darkness and sadness every time I was trying to get myself out of bed. That has to be pretty overwhelming. I can only imagine. You know, I am mindful of me mental illnesses because definitely I've had family members who's been affected by anxiety. And I have family members who've been affected by bipolar disorder. So this topic hits home on many fronts because as a friend and a family member, but also understanding as a coach, when I am interacting or with, as a trainer, when I am interacting with clients or as a coach interacting with my players, I have to be mindful of understanding where their struggles are mentally and help facilitate means to which supports them. Making statements like, that is so crappy, lets them know that they're not overreacting. And what they're going through is really tough. For an athlete, for me personally, for an athlete to come out to state that I suffer with depression, for an athlete to come out and state I suffer with a personality disorder like Brandon Marshall of the New York Giants, the receiver, here is the most male machismo sport that you can pretty much play here in the United States. And here I am as a football player, six foot plus, stating I suffer from a mental illness. 
imagine how difficult that must been to come out openly and discuss these things when you're looking at your teammate or the coaches look at you and being like, oh, come on, stop it. There must be some – I give him credit for the fact that he took this on and made it a focal point of being proactive and creating a, a movement to give people to have awareness in regards to mental illness and, and their impact, in particular in this case, personality disorder. Making statements to someone that you are brave is a reminder to them that they are strong for living with this every day. It's difficult alone for average Joes to discuss and talk about mental illness. It's the pink elephant in the corner of the room that we don't want to discuss. We all see it, but we don't want to discuss it. It makes us make some of us, I should say, uncomfortable, feel unease. But if it's we're uncomfortable because we don't have an understanding, then let's gain, let's gain awareness, let's gain clarity. Let's get understanding to know how to interact with what is one out of every five American adults is impacted with. And I, we're talking about adults, and that was only the stats for adults. So understand that our young ones, our youth, they deal with mental illness as well. And in fact, the athlete, Imani Boyette, she started suffering from depression by the age 10. Imani Boyette is the center for the WNBA uh, team in Atlanta. By the age 10, she was already suffering from depression, but just like Jerry West, if you understood her story, how she was abused, sexually abused at a very young age, you would understand the impact of her attempting suicide many, many times as a child. That takes courage not only to come out and state that, hey, as a child, I was sexually abused. But in her case, her sexual abuser was someone within the family. That's difficult. And that's something that, like we start, talk about, there's no cure. But for these athletes, they are coming out in the open and sharing what's underneath the surface of what they internally struggle with. And what we see as spectators or as fans is only the game of the sport they play. But the true training and the true battle they have is underneath, away from the game, handling and combating their mental illness that they do and go through every single day. If you recall back, you know, Ricky Williams, the former NFL running back, when he first was drafted into the league with the New Orleans Saints, when he had his press conference, he would wear his helmet on his head. His helmet. And then when asked by many individuals and reporters, why do you wear that helmet? 
he felt protected. Ricky Williams suffered from social anxieties that really became very overwhelming. The pressure of being a high draft pick back when he was drafted was very overwhelming. Such to the point where Ricky Williams, if you guys recall, took a period of time away from the game of football, from the NFL, and went off out the where he would stay out in nature and removed himself away from the norms of connections with televisions and all these things because he was so overwhelmed with the anxieties he was dealing with, it just became too much. Eventually, he came back and played, but he sought means to how he was going to combat his mental illness. There's an NBA player that was drafted, Royce White, in 2015, in the first round. As a college player, you know, the most that trips that he would take as a player was maybe 20 t- flights in a, a season. But in the NBA, you're talking about there was hundreds of flights, hundreds of hundreds of flights that he was dealing with. And Royce White suffered from anxiety such to the degree that anytime he would fly or had to fly, he had to take medications. Now, these medications he was taking was impacting his performance, his level of play. And it was impacting his game. So he made a choice. He made a choice that the traveling demands required for an NBA player was such to degree that that was too great for him. So now he's playing professionally in Canada and is the Canadian League's most valuable player two years running. Money and fame Prestige doesn't mean an individual doesn't have battles no differently than we do when it comes to mental health. They are not gods. They are mortals. So we got to be mindful when we are at an event how we treat these individuals. Just because we pay money to that event doesn't give us the right to make such a statement that is insensitive or rude in nature of any front towards them. Appreciate their proudness of what they bring to the game you may love and enjoy watching. But understand, they're an individual just like you and I. Keep in mind, if you believe in the mythical gods, most gods, anytime they came down to a walk amongst mortals, they were cloaked in disguise. So even then, if, you, if that's the case, mythical gods weren't brave enough to face the public. These athletes do. So I commend them for coming out and stating that they battle their mental illness daily 
you're listening to the right choices on Voice America Health Network. We're going to take a commercial break and we'll be back. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to Right Choices with Dietrich Wright. We'd love for you to participate in today's program. Call in now to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Dietrich at drightchoices.com. Now, back to the show. Again, thank you for listening to Right Choices on Voice America Internet Health Network. Um, we're going to go ahead and review and, and once again cover the do's that we want to do when we are interacting or speaking with someone with with a mental illness, make statements that are very positive in nature and supportive. I am here for you. Is there anything I can do for you? You mean so much to me. It's not your fault. That is so crappy. And you are brave. And it's true. I see an individuals or individuals who deal with their mental illness daily and day in and day out as brave. And for those athletes who do it and also do it out in the public on a grandstand, I find that brave as well. Again, one out of every five American adults suffer from mental illness. Athletes are mortals. They are not immortal. They have walked amongst us since the beginning of their first breath. Sport is a competition as spectators and as fans, we got to observe the athletic proudness of the individual, but understand and appreciate it's an athletic entertainment value and respect the individual no differently than 
ourselves. Understand and recall, according to that research study, that athletes are more likely to have a higher increase to be having mental illnesses. These are due to factors such as injuries, competition failures, and the association of psychological distresses caused by overtraining. Due to, um, we must also understand that athletes are always constantly under continuous pressures to perform. And not only perform, but a lot of times they're performed or there's this expectation that they're going to perform at their very best each and every time they step into that court, that field, or in that pool. The athletes are inhibiting them themselves to seek the help they need now. They understand the importance of coming out and discussing how they deal with their mental illness can allow us to understand that we should come out and start talking and discussing these things more openly as well as a society and not have a bad stigma of, it's like the boogeyman discussing and talking about mental health. It's a fact. It's out there. It's prevalent. It's real. We have to discuss these things, even if it makes us uncomfortable. But if it's uncomfortable because you're not aware of it or you don't have an understanding of it, then let's not longer allow that to be our excuse. Let's go and make results. And the results we can do is get an understanding of empathizing and accepting and supporting individuals that you come across with that do have mental illness. The support we give to individuals with mental health can save their life. We talk about, and you see quite often, not even just in sports, but they get recently of even musicians and how often we just recently heard them committing suicide. And in fact, Chris Cornell and the lead singer for Lincoln Park, they were close friends. And as exactly 30 days from one committing suicide to the, the next one committing suicide, it was 30 days exactly from one another doing that. What if there was an opportunity for someone to reach out and be supportive and say, hey, I am here for you. What can I do? Maybe they would still be here. Maybe not. But if we have an opportunity to give someone a, a chance or support someone, then we should do so. There is no weakness in an individual that comes out in public and discloses their daily struggles with mental illness. That is a true character of someone being strong enough to be open about their struggles. Not many of us is capable of doing that in our own daily lives. I personally myself had to learn and I've over the years that for so many things I would not communicate, I didn't know how to communicate or talk about. And so 
when Allison Schmidt makes statements like, you know, counseling is the best tool ever, I personally, I feel that same way. I approach my sessions with my counselor no differently as I do a workout. And in fact, what I call it, I go have my mental workout. It's actually scheduled in my month, at least one day a month, I go get my mental workout. Because I see the value and importance of understanding that there needs to be an opportunity for people to be or feel safe and be themselves and have conversations and discuss things. And when there's places out there and there's means out there where there's people who are trained to be there, to listen, to support you in your walks and your struggles, use it to your advantage. It's a great resource. When I leave my sessions with my counselor, I tell you, it's the same sensation I feel after a fully exerted workout. It's the same way I feel when I walk out with a fully exerted mental session with my counselor. And sometimes it's even better. And that's feeling of being able to just say what it is I'm feeling without being judged. To say what it is my thoughts are and know that there's someone just listening. When we listen to each other and we communicate and talk to one another, it's important that we become active listening. Not just, "Uh uh-huh, oh yeah, uh uh-huh. Active listening. Let the individual know that you care by being active when they are speaking amongst you. They are badass for their struggles and they they struggle and come with and deal with each and every day. No one chooses this. It's not a choice. So we must refrain from thinking that it's a frame of mind. For it is not. There are means to which they can treat themselves to manage their illness. But these illnesses will be there. Thank you for listening to Right Choices. Please follow me on Facebook at rightchoices at com. My Instagram handle is drightchoices. My email is dietrich at com. The number here to everybody you want to call in is 1-866-472-5792. I want to thank my engineer, Kevin, and my executive producer, D. Daniels. It's been a pleasure. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Voice America Internet Health and Wellness Channel. Thank you for tuning in to Right Choices. Be sure to join Dietrich Wright again next Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you here next week.
again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.